Good lord. I'm I'm outraged. So I'm coming on YouTube live to to be outraged in front of people. Okay, here is what they have decided for the college football playoff, the last year of the 14 playoff. Number one, Michigan. Number two, Washington. I think you could argue that Washington might have belonged above Michigan, but it doesn't matter. They're in the playoff. They have to play it out. Texas at three. You know, I hate to say good things about Texas, but uh, Texas is uh, good. Damn it. <laughs> and then, of course, four, Alabama. Instead of Florida State, Florida State going 13-0, but, uh, you know, Alabama won the SEC. Florida State gets screwed, and then you got to stick Georgia in at number six. Interested in hearing your comments about this. I know what mine are. Mine are uh, you couldn't really help yourself. You had this excuse of an of a injured quarterback for Florida State. Even though I think their defense, you know, they beat Louisville to win the ACC, and they played really well. Well, they, their offense wasn't that great, but Florida State's defense has been, I think, exceptional all year long. They're a damn good team. I, I see these guys on the ESPN doing this arguing back and forth about strength of schedule, and I'll say this: I name name me some good games that the SEC won out of conference this year. When you when you give somebody a strength of schedule, and I'm not the great I'm not the greatest statistic guy anymore. I've admitted that in that video I did about my own death and recovery that I can't do math very well. Um, you have to start with a seed, right? In other words, you don't just start with a blank slate about strength of schedule. You have to put the teams in some kind of seeding order, and then you go off that. And the SEC has benefited with this from this from years. And I, I'm going to be upfront about it. I am kind of biased. I think Alabama is a good team. They beat Georgia. Georgia is a good team. Did they deserve in? Not over a 13-0 Florida State game team. I guess the only the best thing about this is that we expand to 12 next year and we'll be doing this over the 13th team and it won't be that big a deal. <sighs> okay, I need to breathe for a moment. Well, Brett says boo, boo, Alabama shouldn't have gotten it. I, you know, I don't think so either. And I I just that's nothing against Alabama or Nick Saban. Although I will say this, in the 90s, because I'm a Nebraska fan, I always have to go back to the 90s. That's what we're always accused of. In the 90s, I remember Emmett Smith making the comment, everybody loves a new champion, about why everybody was happy for us when we won our first championship and then everybody began to hate us uh, as time went on. I might bring Andy in here. Uh, that's my reason for Alabama. You know, I, I bless their nuts. Okay. I'll admit it. I've never liked Alabama all that much ever, you know, years ago, they, we had Bob Devaney versus Paul Bear Bryant. Okay. I'll calm down for a minute. I think it's just, uh, it's insane to me that you can go 13 and 0 in your regular season, be left out of this. And then you can when you when we look at the college football playoff, and this is going to be true as we expand into twelve teams. Uh, this is all made up stuff. You can have a list of criteria that they're going to use 
But it's funny to me after, you know, one of the things I was working on or reading about this morning was 1910 rule changes that changed college football forever and how regional the sport was with Yale, Harvard, Princeton, Princeton and Penn controlling the eastern side of the United States because people couldn't travel that much. And then the Midwest, you know, Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska would come in in later years, how regional the game was. And it's still very, very regional. And I think one of the things that I worry about going forward with this new playoff is how is this going to affect scheduling? You saw yesterday Greg Sankey made the comment that, uh, well, if we didn't play Texas, you know, if Alabama didn't play Texas, then we'd be undefeated. Okay, does that mean you're going to play shit from now on? Because, you know, the SEC didn't win a lot of really good non-conference games this year. Does that mean they're going to load up with group of five stuff even more than they already do? And I am, we'll see if uh, Andy's going to join me here. He has to wash his face or something. You know, real people wash your face, whatever. Okay. Let's go through some comments. Uh Colin Grimes says regular season doesn't matter. We were trending up in 2018 late season. So by committee logic, first game, six games don't count. And we should have gotten a bowl. Oh. You know, I born led corn fed, uh, who did Texas lose who they lost to Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Apparently Lewis Papp says, Apparently the committee forgot 2014 and OSU. I think the thing is, is they shouldn't be going on, you know, they should take one year as a, as a entity into itself. I don't think you should look at past results and be deciding any of this kind of stuff. Uh, because I think it's just, uh, it's unfair because some teams, well, let's say Florida State. And Florida State's a good example to use because Florida State is what? I think this is fourth year of Mike Norville. And even like the last two years, Florida State fans have wanted Mike Norville fired. And now he's in the, now he's getting screwed after having an undefeated season. I was about to say he's in the college football playoff because that's what I assumed that they would do that is they would go ahead and stick him into the college football playoff because, uh, they were undefeated. Mose says, so technically speaking, this is the big versus SEC playoff. Well, you have Washington in there. And unlike a lot of other people, I guess, I think I was on with Connor or somebody when I picked Washington to beat Oregon in the Pac-12, last Pac-12 title game. And the reason I did was because I just thought that I thought that they're, I don't know, I thought they had more moxie. I thought their defense was a little bit better than Oregon, and which is weird to say because nobody ever talks about the Pac-12 with regards to defense. I think I said at the beginning of this that you could have swapped Washington and Michigan. And uh, hold on, I'm getting texts all over the place. You could have swapped Washington and Michigan, and, and, and that uh, I should – focused. I don't think he could argue about that. So what are you going to have here? You're going to have Washington versus Texas, Michigan versus Alabama, which I think is kind of dangerous for Alabama or for Michigan. I'm sure that they would probably have rather to played Florida State with their missing quarterback, but all right. 
back to some comments. Because I did want to just come on here and commiserate with people because I'm kind of, yeah, I, I probably put too much stake college football. Well, I do. We all know that. Sam Roberts, it's absolutely ridiculous. I would have put Ohio State, Oregon, and Florida State above Alabama. Ab Alabama played some abysmal football this year based on their standard. I agree with it, Sam. Uh, what was their big win in the non-conference? Wasn't it South Florida, 17-3? to Was their big, huge win there? And they got beat by Texas in their conference. James Boardman says not one team to care about might lean to Washington because they're a first-time playoff team. It was nice to see the Pac-12 get their shit together the last year of their existence. And you could, I think you could make the argument that the uh, that the Pac-12 was probably the best conference in the in the nation this year because it sure as hell wasn't the SEC. Uh, Highlander Gun says Washington has been in the playoffs before they lost at Bama. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just living on this. I'm in the moment, man. So I like you guys are making comments about this. I'm just stuck here in this year, this year, right now. Sam Roberts again. I would predict that Florida State is going to declare a national title if they win their bowl game, which they should. I mean, hell, I'll buy a T-shirt if it means irritating people. <laughs> uh Thu Zero or Thu Zero says, being a Husker fan, we know just how hard it is to win one game. The fact that Florida State went undefeated and got out, left out is beyond outrageous. There's here comes Andy. Andy. Yes, sir. What do you know? Ah, uh, have some thoughts and opinions today. Uh, I'm guessing you do too. You're wearing your I'm trying what? not to wear. Your gosh darn Georgia hat. What the hell, man? Yeah, well, got my coordination on. I'm a corn dog. Let's face it. We, we, we've okay. got to move beyond it. And, and okay. they played into the chaos. I thought it would be appropriate. Okay, let's talk about that a minute. You watched, okay. obviously, the SEC title game. Oh, yes. They got the shit kicked out of them. Uh, I mean, per standards. 27-24, they outgained them. <laughs> it's like a, it yeah, but per standards, Georgia, Georgia should have rolled into that game and beat the hell out of Alabama. And they really just, they got manhandled. I thought they got manhandled. They got, they got worked beat up, up the middle. Yeah. But, it, but it, when I looked at it afterwards, it wasn't as bad as I thought we, it's like only got outscored 27, 24 outgained them in total yards. Um, but I agree. They should have won that game, but it's tough for me to get too worked up about that when they're coming off two national titles. And this is, you know, you'd say there's never real, they're turning into kind of that Alabama where there's not really a rebuilding here anymore, but new quarterback, like seven or eight new starters on defense. I, I was surprised they were number one as long as they were. And if I'm honest, they didn't end up with that tough to schedule because uh, the SEC wouldn't let them play Oklahoma. They pulled that game. And then that division, Missouri ended up being like far and away the second toughest team in that division. A lot, a lot of big yeah. guys just didn't produce. So I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't overly shocked. Let's put it that so way. So am I to consider you the SEC representative? Probably not. Uh, Any more? Come on, come on, take it up. You, you, well, here's you the thing. Yes. I don't like the Big Ten. I can't stand the Big Ten, and just because I'm a Georgia fan doesn't mean I'm like a big SEC celebrator either. I don't much like them. So. 
I, I'll play devil's advocate, but know that my heart's not in it. <laughs> okay. Doesn't mean okay, I don't have Brett's, some strong opinions. <laughs> Brett says, if you're going to go best teams, not based on records or what you did throughout the year or anything like that, then how can you leave Georgia out then? In my humble opinion, you can't do it that way. Do you respond to that? Um, let me see. If you got best on records, what you did. Well, I mean, the way I look at it is I'm feeling like Florida State's kind of the team that got screwed here. And if you're going with the – believe me, I'm the total opposite of a fan of Texas. I, you know, have had plenty of venom for them for years. But they, you've basically got, for me, Alabama with a head-to-head over Georgia. So now they – and then you've got Texas with a what I thought was a very resounding head-to-head over Alabama, which what they won by 10. Yeah. And yep. 34 24 made that game sound a lot closer than it was. So I'm I'm fine with Texas being the one loss team in there. It doesn't mean that what Georgia did didn't matter, but it, let's talk let's talk about Michigan for a minute. Uh okay. I, felt like, I thought like I felt like Michigan had the weakest schedule of everybody. They they played three patsies out of conference. Uh Penn State and Ohio State, okay, but the rest of it was a lot of garbage and they were like edging and here it is it's like look also let's not forget the fact you know the, let's not forget the cheating and it's pretty obvious how their play fell off once that was exposed i mean you know we bit we beat or we get beat by maryland 13 to 10 and we're ready to burn down the forest michigan escapes 31 24 against that same team and it's just like yeah you know keep them right there behind georgia at number two i I, I think it's all very problematic, and, and for the people who want chaos, they're getting their wish. I kind of want chaos. I mean, college football just have it, it that's the nature of the sport. It's like right. its middle name, college foot college chaos football. You know what I right. mean? College football chaos playoffs. I don't know. Let's now, think about that. Now, when you were watching that, it's like and you're and I'm getting the updates and when they actually go, they'd never done this before that I remembered where here's your number one, here's your number two, here's your number three. And then they kind of did, they do like the, <laughs> the NHL draft and go, now we're going to jump to who's number six oh. and, start, and start shuffling it around for, for effect or whatever. And it's like, and number six is so-and-so. And that's where my heart kind of sank because I'm like, they're, Florida State's about to get boned here. They wouldn't be jumping to number six if they were about to bone Alabama because they've, you know, I'm sure we'll get into the history of it a little bit, but they've always just been over backwards to get Alabama. And so I was, I, I guess I was hoping they'd leave the SEC out just to watch Greg Sankey and Paul Feinbaum look for a college football playoff capital to storm because the, they were already screaming about getting left out before it even, you know, before the results, it was almost like they're throwing their threats out there. You, you're an idiot if you leave out the SEC, just saying. And and uh, th- this won't be the worst way they've let Alabama in, but I, I still felt like it should have been Florida State. Um, now, the defense there is they, they always have said, hey, if there's major players that are going to be out for the playoff, then we take that into consideration that that's a weaker team without th- these certain people. And I know that what the quarterback, the starting, they're using down to the third string of the starting quarterback was on crutches. So I don't know if he'd been called out yet or not. I wasn't that dialed up on it, but if he is, I knew that, okay, there's their excuse. 
it should be Florida State, but they're missing a guy, so we'll bring Alabama in. But along those same lines, Thanks. there was that year where, you know, they didn't let Baylor and TCU in because the Big 12 didn't have a playoff, okay? So they had that rule. They made up a rule at the moment. We've decided you need to be in a championship game. And then, what, two, two three years later, Alabama doesn't win the division. Georgia wins the, the SEC. And they throw Alabama in on the eye test and ignoring the part about you have to play in a championship game. So they, they're, I, for me, it's always like they just move whatever pieces around the board gets the biggest names and the most money in there for them. Okay. Is that, do you think that's it? How much, how much, how much influence, how much influence do you think money? I, I look at what more people watch with Alabama is the SEC that strong. Would they, you know, I saw some message board comment. God knows we probably shouldn't put much validity in those, but saw some message board comment where some SEC guy said we should boycott all the bulls if the SEC isn't in it. These, you know, I kind of look at this sometimes <laughs> and I think you have to deal with the SEC because they're full of fucking crazy people. They're crazy. They're nuts. Mm-hmm. They're, it, you take every conference and then you take the SEC and that's just every conference and more so. And that's a Dan Carlin reference about Japanese samurai. And, but, you know, you have to include right. them. Otherwise, they will go crazy and, like, I don't know, burn your truck in the car- parking lot or something. Or cut, shoot or up, cut the, your Pull down. the appliances out of your house and shoot them up in your front yard. That's what they'll do. So how much do you think that influence or the money influence really had on this? And this just wasn't a, this wasn't a fair fight for the ACC or Florida State. Um. I, I just feel like, well, Florida State's not the Florida State of the 90s anymore. Not even close, just as far as, um, you know, th- I mean, this is the first time what they've been in the playoff discussion since it started. The The days of Bobby Bowden are, are far behind them. They haven't fall you know, they haven't fallen off as hard as us, but they've definitely fallen off. And I feel like, the, I don't know if it's, call it what you will. Like uh, money ha, money has to play for it. I figured that's why they rolled OS, like Ohio State in over Baylor and TCU was I felt money played a lot of, they figured they're getting more fans, more more play, more play TV play. It's way more of a national brand. Um, this time, did, it, did that play in? Because if we're honest, the SEC wasn't like the dominating conference it's been in the no. past. And I felt like it's falling in fact, off the past. In fact, game. the first game, Florida State's first game of the year. Oh. They beat they beat LSU. Yeah. 45 to 24. I mean, yeah, LSU was supposed to be one of the more tough SEC teams. And, right. And, and I guess their know. quarterback right now is still, you know, unless Penix makes a big jump. Going into this weekend, LSU's quarterback was the Heisman front runner. Um, right. Jaden so Daniels. So to me, it's like, well, they do that conference as much as it hates each other. Really seems to love to shout out it. You know, they love to chant SEC, SEC, all the time at games, and you know that's what that's kind of what Big Ten, Big Ten for a while was doing that in the bowls. There was a stretch there in the like the 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 two thousands where they were doing the Big Ten, Big Ten thing. But does do you think that the influence of just a bigger TV audience, more money, more fans, maybe played in there with Alabama. I, it's a well, bunch of guys. It's a bunch of guys locked in a room that we don't get to hear any of it. No, so. exactly. They have one guy come out and he spews bullshit at us, and we buy it. <laughs> yeah, sweating. Yeah, like flop sweat and looking really nervous because he's basically Roger Goodell getting shoved out the door. Going, now you go tell him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, hold on a second. In fact, Florida State beat two SEC teams because they beat the Florida Gators 24 to 15 in the last regular season game. But so I I you know, the SC or the ESPN guys were talking about how Florida State's strength of schedule was so much worse yeah. than Alabama, yet they played two SEC at, teams and beat them look both. Look at their out of conference. Isn't that no a kidding? Aren't oh they God. just saying, well, the rest of the SEC sucked ass? Because that's what that yeah. means. Okay, for the people that are just coming in, here's who the selected. Here's what who has been selected for the college football playoff. Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama at number four. Florida State, 13-0 at number five. And then Georgia, who lost the SEC championship at number six. So, you know, there it is. Take a look. That's what we're discussing. That's what I'm cranky about because, you know, I'm just a cranky old man anyway. This just sets – that's just, you know, gives me something to be targeted about being cranky about. <laughs> uh, well, the thing is, it's just – it's the whole system. Like, to be honest, I wish they would have – like, we, we got rid of the BCS because you got to have more than two teams. I never had a problem really with the BCS because if there were, you know, to me, the argument was like, sometimes there was a fight about who's number two and who's number three. Um, and the whole thing seems to have been, you know, it's been, the wheels have been in place for a while. We want a big tournament like everybody else. And to talk about cranky old man talk, my thing was the college football regular season was just the most intense regular season of any major sport, college or pro, and nothing else was even a close second because, Baseball is up to the point where they let about, you know, 12, 14 teams in. I can't remember. seems like half the NFLs in. You can, you can have seven losses and then go in, the, go, in chance, go in and have a chance to win the championship of football. Well, not in college football, you know, the, the hell with that. And then, you know, hockey, basketball over long seasons, half, it feels like half of both those leagues get in. Now, all that being said, I knew that's where this was going. Now, the one thing I liked about the BCS was their formula was right there out on the table yeah. for you every year. Yeah. And they tinkered with it every year. It's let's say one year, well, this shouldn't have played as big a part. They they always made it a little better every year. And what was funny, I just remember the time they had the whole thing with like uh Miami, who's it gonna play? Is it gonna be Oregon, Colorado, or Nebraska? And they have a whole, you know, TV show like that. And I and I'm like, well, here, let me go. All right, it's Nebraska. Well, how do you know? I'm telling my friends, this is Nebraska. How do you know that? Because the formula is right there if you want to take right. five minutes right. and figure it out. And I get it. It's like now you want – it's like they've been trying to copy the NCAA basketball tournament. So they're like, let's put everybody in a room and behind closed doors and really have no transparency and then just go tell our own story after it was over. I, you want to have a show, have the live, uh, have the live CFP discussions on camera – and see if maybe that doesn't honest it up a little bit. I'd love to know some of what's said. Oh, that's true. That is true. I mean, it'd be boring because okay. it goes on for hours sometimes. But We're going to anyway. take some – oh, my God, Steve Sarkeesian's on my other screen. Uh, Marcus Aurelius Maximus says, the college football playoff committee should have asked FSU and Bama to have – to play a one-off at a neutral field. Justice is supposed to be blind, but I think she can smell what side of the scale the money is resting. What do you think of that? Uh, you know what? I remember one of the things they were starting to talk about on BCS before it flipped to this, the, the CFP was, let's, have, let's figure out who's two and three, 
and have them play a game to play the number one team. Now, you know, it never came to fruition, but yeah, I, you know, would that happen? Uh, I don't know. Well, make them more money, but we're getting ready to go to 12 teams anyway. So it's kind of a moot point, but I don't disagree with it. Um, and, and there you go again with the money. It's like, I just don't believe that it's not fully taken into consideration. Or that okay, it I'm going to take two from this guy, the conservative talking point. That's the guy's name, not the uh, Ed reference says the committee's job is to put the best four teams in currently without Travis. Florida state is not one of the best four teams hard to deal with reality sometimes. And then this person says the issue with FSU fans is bias. They are looking at an undefeated season while Liberty went undefeated. Yeah, I get it. Power five, uh -huh, but the committee's job isn't to put undefeated teams in. Uh, I guess <laughs> Well, number one, FSU fans is biased. Everybody's biased toward their yeah. own teams. And I mean, when we go into Florida State, God, I love their fan base because they make me feel good about my fan base. And we're all delusional and deranged as possible talking about the Knowles, I believe is the catchphrase there. But the key there is uh, they were undefeated. You can only play what's in front of you. It's not like Florida State. I, Florida, like I said, Florida State beat two SEC teams. It's not like they could have called up some more and said, hey, you guys want to come over and play us? And by the way, I think that when you look at Florida State, I'll go back to their defense. I think their defense is is very good, very fast, very strong, and I would have liked to see them in this playoff just to see what their defense – I wanted an Iowa team in this playoff. Ugh. Okay, let, let's not go on that whole. That's the reason, and that's the reason why Florida State isn't in this playoff, because I, everybody I looked at them and said, "Shit, they're going to hold everybody to like 15 points, and we don't want that. We want a lot of scoring." Well, and I'll and I'll I'll be brutally honest on on that take is any take that starts with, "Well, you know that," and fill in the blanks. In this case, it's, "Well, you you know that Florida State's not as good as these teams." It's like, well, now. No, don't tell me I know that. I'd love to see that play out. A 13-0 team with, like they said, what they do with their out-of-conference schedule? Went and played, you know, two SEC teams. Uh, SEC out-of-conference has been mocked for years because yeah. they, leave, they leave the region to play an out-of-conference game. And I mean, like, one team even. It happens, like, every several years. One, one year Alabama tried to say they left because they went to play Michigan and Texas. It's like... I hate to tell you, dude, Texas is in the South. The only two I can remember, I think, I think Burt took the Arkansas team up to play Rutgers once and Les Miles took LSU up to play Wisconsin in, in uh, Milwaukee one time. And I think that there may be a couple beyond that, but that's about it. They don't leave the region. And then they always put, put one of their pansies in, in like early November or something like that. They all have their like Citadel, you know, Georgia state game or whatever at, and they, they in effect give themselves kind of a bye week <laughs> late in this another bye week late in the season instead of playing them all up front like most like most schools do. So no, I I don't know that Florida State is is the team that should be left out. I would have loved to see Florida State get in there and play you know play Michigan. Then we find out. Uh, Riz <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, says, I don't understand why Texas made it in. And then he says later, I can see Alabama getting in, but Texas shouldn't be in on be basis of beating Alabama. 
I guess I feel sense to me. I guess I feel the opposite. But I will tell you this on just going with the theme. Um, Texas is another extremely large catered to fan base. And well, that's money, true. money, money. Yeah, I mean, I mean, literally, who's the only team that ever got their own individual network from from ESPN? You're telling you're telling me that that they wouldn't rather have them than Florida State. And and the thing is, like, I, I think you know, I'm not going to say you know that, but I'm going to say my top four would have been, you know, all the same now except move Florida State in, keep Texas where they are at number three. Yeah. Uh, and, and really, Re- 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 how can you? How, he contradicts himself here when he says, "I can see Alabama get it, be getting in, but Texas beat Alabama." That dude, that doesn't make any sense. They went head to head. Texas won by double digits. Yeah. So if you're going to put Alabama into the, if you think Alabama belonged and Texas beat them, then it doesn't make sense that you don't think. It, I, you know what? I'm forced to say nice things about Texas, and it's bothering me. That, that's you why know, I'm, they, trying, they, I'm trying to be unbiased about this. And other than making face at Iowa, I think I've been pretty good. But yeah, I think you know what I. Act, oh, go ahead. I actually, I actually rooted for Iowa last night, and I didn't, I didn't think they had stood a chance, and they really didn't. But they really got screwed by the refs a couple times. It, it's uh, this is a tough one because I I saw where everybody's going, or not everybody, where the scheduling's fallen the last years because I you know I just consider Iowa the dirt of the earth, and for two weeks in a row now they've tried to make me there'll be two weeks in a row or I guess going to the uh, the first playoff game they're going to be trying to make me cheer for Michigan twice, and they're like first you have Michigan against Iowa, and I'm like well you. You know, really, Michigan can win that national title because it's going to end up being, you know, vacated down the road anyway. Which, hey, more chaos. <laughs> you know, you want more chaos? We have this crazy pick session, and the number one team is going to probably, you know, lo- <laughs> vacate all their wins this year. <laughs> so that, that's that's fun to look ahead to. But no, it's like Mich- first Michigan, Iowa. I'm like, well, you know what? If I'm honest, I want Michigan here because if you know, Kurt's you know, doing all this balling because he's getting ready to tie to retire over being butthurt about his, you know, stupid kid being fired, then I don't want a gift. I don't want him gifted, you know, uh, you know, with a, a big 10 championship on his way out the door. I still want him. I want that sour look on his face. I wanted them to get the crap beat out of them worse. So he'd have a real reason to cry. And now that, and now it's with the first matchups, Michigan, Alabama. I didn't even want Alabama in. I've got you know my Georgia, Alabama hatred there. It's like, God, it's like I might actually cheer for Alabama in this one. <laughs> so, stop giving me reasons to cheer for Michigan. Scott McManigle 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 says, "Did the committee do this to show that a twelve-team playoff is needed? Something smells. You know, it did certainly work out that way. I mean, it really looked like uh, the way that this season was going, it was going to be more contentious than normal. And you now you have the first time an undefeated team is left out of the playoffs uh, because the SEC had to be included. That's my take on that, and that's what I'm going with. Uh, yeah. And you had eight, you had eight teams in contention for the playoff going into." championship weekend which generally isn't the case it's usually you know maybe five or six but yeah eight teams going in uh, well you know maybe have an 18 playoff then but yeah that definitely goes like here here's you had here's the year going into the 12 team playoff where you have eight teams that literally could have been 
considered as having a chance to win at all going into conference playoff weekend. So that that's a plus for I'm not I'm not in favor of big playoffs, but I will admit that that this season's like a huge plus for a bigger playoff. Some guy named Todd Wolverton says, on what metric <laughs> did you determine best right now? I test and that is garbage. Under that criteria, the Heisman goes to the best player yesterday. Yeah. You know, that is kind of a big thing when they when they do this bullshit about the eye test. You know, yeah. I I well, my thing is they have so many criteria that they say they use, and I and I'm repeating what I said earlier, so you know, nothing long this time. I feel like they use they pull whatever criteria works out for the team they want to push in there, which is so often that, Alabama. That, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just it. And what the hell I test? Yeah. That this is the most made up bullshit ever. Because uh, do you, if you, do you if you listen to oh go ahead. Yeah, I mean there this we're gonna live with this even going forward to the twelve team playoff. It's gonna get more important. Uh, but is there ever gonna be any kind of formula involved in this at all? Do you think? Or are they just gonna be twelve guys like sitting in a room, old guys like us? Why why yeah. couldn't they invite us, <laughs> sons of bitches? <laughs> And then we can sneak the phones in and record the whole thing yeah. and blow it up. That's yeah. <laughs> that's what I wish. Why Good investigative journalism. Why can't they have something. a yeah? Why can't they have a rebel on the CFP that'll just re- who hates it all and record all of it on his phone in his pocket? They probably pull those things. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I'm guessing they wouldn't let that happen. Is everybody turning your electronics at the door? But yeah, it's uh, that's like I said. That's the one thing I wish would have carried over from the BCS because at least for it, the math wasn't that complicated. And anybody who no. wanted to sit down, there it was for you. And it, there it was every week almost because it was like, what, the polls, the computer, you had, what, five computer rankings, you had the polls, and then you had, oh, and then the loss was a p- automatic, like, plus one, each loss. So that was the way to keep the two loss. That's what kept Colorado out was they finished, I think, yes. fourth that year because they had the t- the two losses they wanted to pretend they right. had. And, and then was it uh, – and but anyway – I won't try and recall all of it now, but yeah, they had that whole thing there. They had how they averaged it out and there you were. And they, and they worked with it every year. They did, they weren't like, you know, they didn't have the guy that came up with it or the people that came up with it have huge egos and going, that's it. And it'll never change. It was, I just liked that it was fluid and they were always trying to make it better. It's like, I get it. You can't, you, you know, you will get the teams in that aren't, you know, you might get a Liberty in there one year with that. And I wouldn't like that either, but in theory, that's the way like a mid-major would sn- would sneak in if they wouldn't – like BYU the one year went and played four power five pretty tough teams because they had a horrible like conference when they were in a conference and had a horrible conference schedule. Ended up going two and two, but they said if we go like 12 and 0 with that schedule and are out of conference, we've made our case like, like, like Boise State never did to be in that top two. And so, ah. We're, oh, we have, they're ne- we they're have never going to open that door. I'm just dreaming. <laughs> Colin, Colin Grimes says, and I'm picking up two pizzas and going to my buddies. Fuck Creighton. Go Big Red forever. Nebraska <laughs> does play Creighton the, later this afternoon <laughs> to see if Nebraska basketball can go to 8-0. And, and maybe we can hang our hats on having a basketball team this year. Yep. Uh, Jack the Ripper says three of the four playoff teams are with Nike. Shock. Washington is not. Did there are people that think this makes a difference, or they did something they hang their hat on, just kind of like they're blaming curses for stuff. Maybe because well, of this, I'd like to see Washington win the national title. 
Might we should just uh, cheer for, I assume it's Adidas. Uh, I thought we were the only Adidas. Maybe they're Under Armour or something like that. Or I don't know, but what? Well, how petty is that? Because you know the only reason Washington is doing it is because fuck Oregon. Because, <laughs> like, you know, the home of Nike. That That is, I, I can't, I'm almost 99% sure they're just being petty. And I'll be damned if I'll use Phil Knight, Oregon, Nike, but. Yeah, that, that now you got me scared. If we get in, like, if we get in, like, hey, the fighting for that 12th spot in the playoff, ah, they're Adidas. Screw them. Okay, Nebraska, as Neb524 says, as a Nebraska fan, there is no way I watch another game. This sport is rigged. People should not only boycott, there should be lawsuits and worse. Wow. Well, you know, that maybe Florida State could sue them an injunction and they'd be, yeah. be thrown into further turmoil and chaos. <laughs> yeah, you, you Warriors keep need the, more work. You've got to keep that fire Elmo uh, gif handy, because <laughs> that would have been the perfect one for the fire Elmo. Burn it all! Burn it all! Brandon E says, if FSU Florida State wins their bowl game, shouldn't they get a share of the title? Well, I, I you I know, Todd, you Todd you Wolverton can make the argument. No, I was just going to say that? that 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 Todd Wolverton guy, I believe, had brought up today you know, in our chat that wouldn't that be great if Florida state goes 14 and zero and, and I, you know, like throw in, yeah, have one of the polls vote them number one, like they did that year that Southern Cal got left out of the BCS when they had the Alabama LSU rematch. And, and I believe it's like the, might've been the AP. Yeah. Vote voted them in and said, well, now we're co-champions and Hey, why not? It's like Bear Bryant said, you just got to win one of those polls and then you can run around acting like you want them all. Artemis Cameron says, what's it going to be like next year when everybody realizes they don't want to play in a conference game, a championship conference game, conference championship game. <laughs> yeah. Best, best spot will be third place SEC Big Ten team. Sit back and watch and mostly likely end up hosting first round. I will segue in, you know, do you want to respond to that? Oh, I'll just say historically it, it's happened. Alabama has won two national titles without winning their division because they got the the aforementioned Alabama LSU rematch. That was uh, LSU won the division, and then they decided one loss Alabama is the second best team. Go play them again, and they won. And then they did it uh, the year I think it was Auburn beat beat Alabama. Georgia beats Auburn. I believe it was Auburn. could have been LSU, but I think it was Auburn for the conference title. Bama slides into the number four spot without even playing in a championship game or winning a division. And then I think that was the fourth and like 40, uh, <laughs> fourth and goal on the 40 where they hit Devontae Smith and, and Bama got a national title there. So he, he's completely correct. It's, it's all cause it's already happened. And I don't know that you actually want to avoid it, but, Man, if you're if you're one losses to an undefeated team in that division, and you're in the SEC, and you can sit back and see if they lose that that uh, championship game and try to dance your way in. I think I think one of the things that bothers me most about the future of college football, I think that when you look at the Big Ten, I mean, we're bringing in four teams that uh, they're good teams, they're not slouches, and I think right. they strengthen the conference. And the games are going to be more fun to watch because there were weekends again this year where you had really no great games going on because teams, you know, teams tend to prefer playing 
teams they don't lose to so they can get to a bowl <laughs> game and not beat Nebraska and be, oh, they haven't been to a bowl game since 2016. But I think that, you know, overall, what is going to happen with how is it going to affect the future of college football? Is the SEC just going to sit there and say, we're the SEC, and then schedule nobody because well, they're not going to win their out-of-conference games because they're clearly sliding? Well, that's one more <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, here, I mean, that's one thing we haven't even brought up yet is, you know, the, the toughest conference in the world, the SEC, is the only conference not playing nine conference games. Yeah. They're still playing yeah. eight. They still get to play yeah. four non-conference games. And does it, it? I always thought it was kind of nuts when the Big Ten did that on their own because they thought it would strengthen the chance. I'm like, no, well, I think it's like what you're doing is you're making it tougher to, to make that playoff because you're when you're throwing the, that, that one more tougher game in and taking away one of the easy ones, the metrics say eventually you're going to lose that game. Your good team is going to lose one of those conference games they're playing that they wouldn't have had to. And why do we want to go out there and take that risk while the when the SEC won't? At the time, not everybody had. I, th- I believe now it's just the SEC. But I would never say, hey, go play that extra conference game unless everybody's doing it, at least in the power. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Highlander Gun says Bama got in because the committee was scared their trees would be killed. See, that's <laughs> that point. I, I, I honestly believe there's some there in the back of their minds that nobody says is those SAC fans are crazy. We can't let them be angry too much or they're burn yep. shit down. Uh, Jason 41079 says, how do I explain to 21 other starters that because one player gets hurt, the rest of you aren't worthy. FSU was robbed. Yeah. I think that's a good point. I think everybody looks at quarterbacks. I mean, quarterbacks are the gods of football these days. You know, I don't I, – it's never been to this level of this This player is the most – that's an NFL influence, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and, I, and the thing is, I always hated that that thing they threw in there. Like, let's really just look at how they'll be in that game. It's like, well, you, you don't get to pretend they didn't win all those games with him because what's – I mean, even in the NFL, what's the saying? Next man up. And yeah. that's kind of it. You know, in college, you got an even bigger roster. And I, I don't believe that your, you know, 11 wins should go out the window because you're, or I guess in this case, 13 wins should go out the window because you're starting quarterbacks or that it's like, no, let the team won those games. One guy got hurt or your running back got hurt. That That's bullshit. I, I should have said that earlier. <laughs> I think last night people were talking about the fact that if they put an SEC team and left Florida State out, it would clearly show the SEC bias in this committee. That's probably the other thing that going forward we're going to have to deal with forever is, uh, I, you know, I don't think they – there wasn't a – okay. Let me think <laughs> one second before I start talking, which is kind of rare for me actually. <sighs> I think going forward, you know, ESPN's influence with the SEC, I don't think anybody can argue about. You know, it's there. It exists. They have the SEC network. They they have conflict inferenced about being biased and not being biased. And when you look at the SEC, because we all do this, and we say, well, I think for years there's been a lot of years where we looked at them and said, yeah, they're clearly the best conference they put more defensive linemen, more linemen in the NFL, more players in the NFL, and those players are exceptional in the NFL. And that I'm not a great college as the NFL guy, but you know that is kind of a measurement of athleticism and the ability to play the game of football is if you're it's really successful in the NFL. Uh, 
at most positions. Not all quarterbacks are, you know, you can be a great college quarterback and not be a great NFL quarterback. Where the hell was I going with this? Anyway, I, you know, are we going to have to deal, we're going to have to deal with SEC bias going forward into the 12 team, the 12 team playoff thing. We're going to have to deal this forever, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, all the SEC's, I mean, this year, I don't, you know, they were acting like the SEC would be getting seven, eight teams in there. We're that good. I'm thinking this year they might get they might get three. They would have gotten Georgia, Alabama, and then Missouri would probably, I think Missouri was safely in the top 10 at the end of the, at the end of everything. But yeah, you're going to get the bias on the seedings. Well, look at, look at just the way guys like, and I, I just, I only say these two, I know there were more, but these are the two I actually saw or read were Greg Sankey and Paul Feinbaum. And they're just openly like mocking and threatening the committee and calling them idiots. And just, I mean, just having the biggest blow up, you know, like I said, we could compare that to certain things politically, but let's stay off that page. But there they were just going crazy before they'd even made their picks just because dog barking, Uh, but they're going crazy. They're going, no, that's all right. I love dogs. They're going bananas about the fact that the SEC could be left out before the SEC got left out and the SEC didn't get left out. So, yeah, you, the 12 team playoff, it'll just, it'll be a different reason to get mad. It won't be, are we at? It'll be like, oh my God, what do you mean we're ninth and TCU is fifth? That's a joke. We're the SEC. We should be, we should have our two teams in the top four and then every other SEC team that made it should be five, six, seven, eight because we dominate all these other conferences. And you know that just by watching that they are the better teams. You know, you know that. My favorite argument. Yeah. It's like, no, that, I, the, I, the I, get a lot less, I get a lot less arguments now because anytime they start with, you know, that I just go, we're not going to have this argument. <laughs> you know, the, the one amazing thing about this season is this Ohio State. Ohio, we haven't mentioned Ohio State at all. They yeah. won all of their games except for one loss to Michigan. And I th- in the in the game, right? Yeah. And they're completely left out of this conference. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. That you can go like eleven and one and just not even be a contender of anything. Right. What a weird. It's the, this is the dumbest sport in human his, history. You know that it really is. <laughs> That's why we're the dumbest people following it. <laughs> I think. It, yeah, I think Ohio State and the AP poll ended up seventh. They were right behind Georgia. All right, we're going to take another one from Jason41079. How long till the NCAA football has nil salary caps? Ooh, 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 uh, ooh, ooh. Okay, go ahead with that. Uh, how can you cap what? How, how can you cap yeah. salaries that aren't actually being paid? Yeah. You're, you're now saying, uh, I mean, that that's not the, I remember it was uh, the, the guy that brought it up uh, was Lane Kiffin. We've got to put a salary cap on these. It's just out of control, some of these guys. And, my thing is, it's money he's making on the side. You you can't go out and salary cap a part-time job that you have no control over. And I mean, yes, it's got, you know, you get your jobs through the NFL. So NIL, so it's almost like you're going through the world's best, you know, local job service. But still, it's your job. It's a, And you're not wearing any of the university stuff. And you're literally just making money off your name. So you can't cap that. Now, what that does is goes, should we get it to where everybody's getting a salary? And then we'll have a set. Then you can have your salary cap. But right now, you're, well, I've, you know, this guy's going out signing shirts. You can't cap him on that. I've, I've said this. I think uh, one of two things is going to happen in the next three years. The NCAA is going to get sued into non-existence 
because yeah. there is a lawsuit out there where the liability is around $4 billion. And I don't know how they're going to pay a $4 billion lawsuit unless they settle ahead of time, which either, if I was a person in that class action lawsuit, I would say, no, I don't want you to settle. But on the other hand, if you're settling with for like $2 million, I'd say yes. But anyway, either the NCAA is going to get to exist in its current form in three years and athletes are going to be ruled as employees and it's going to blow up college sports as we know it, or college is going to grant an antitrust exemption to amateur sports, the NCAA, and then they're going to be continue to get away with whatever they want. The other thing that's going to happen for, I think for sure in the next three years is all of the nil collectives will go away and that money will be handled by universities. That's the future college football that I see. And then, then we could, but your question, how can they, how can, even in that structure, how can you have a nil salary cap? Well, you have 50 states and you have a conglomeration of public and private entities. Some of them have to report stuff because they are public. Some of them don't have to report anything because they're private. So it's extremely hard to regulate all of this stuff without the federal government's involvement. And, you know, God help us when the federal government gets involved in anything. Uh, I, you know, so I think a lot of this will all be blown up and be rearranged in three years. And I'm not sure we're going to like the outcome, but that's what I see happening. We have to take this one. Go uh, ahead and read. You can real, say just something for this about one's that. Quick. There's a four, there's a fourth possibility that is close <laughs> to one and two. And that's just that the power five and maybe a few more schools, I don't know, it'd be, be 30, 40, 50 are just going to flip the bird to the NCAA and leave them. They're just going to go start their own league and it's going to fall into like rick riley's uh deal in the hundred yard lie where he says you just you just take them aside you have rules to where they're paid they don't go to school but they get a free year of school for each year they play etc cetera, etc cetera. and they're just going to go become their own league while retaining all their logos and and fans and all that and i i he wrote about that i want to say in around 1989 and now i it, this many years right. later i think we're pretty close to some something along those lines happening but go ahead Tommy Longschlong says Florida State game was the most boring game I ever seen in 40 years. Glad they didn't get in. Tommy, you don't watch the Big you Ten. You didn't West. watch the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, my that, God. I, I made a joke. Uh, every was week on. was one of these games. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I made you a know, joke when that, oh, Florida State game was going on. I said these guys are auditioning for the Big Ten. That's <laughs> like he's not wrong, but boy, yeah, I think we we literally had probably 20 of the most 40 boring games since 1972 this year. <laughs> you know. I gave up on the Iowa Michigan game when the refs ruled that, you know, that one play was a fumble and immediate recovery. I just said, well, it was interesting to this point because maybe Iowa could have played it close enough. They did their, you'll screw uh, up and we'll take advantage thing. I didn't think it changed the outcome of the game. I think Michigan was pretty much going to win that game no matter what. But it made it less interesting when they did that. All right, we're coming up on an hour. I'm gonna we're gonna go for an hour. Uh, so if you have any more comments you want us to go through, please get them in now. Uh, let's see. I don't know if we have anything else. Jason four ten oh. says can't wait for the twelve team playoff next year. You know, we still have – let's do this for the end of this. Okay, for, for everybody, whether you came in late, you're still here or whatever, 
again, here's your teams. Oops. Well, good God. Number seven's Ohio State. Get oh, that off. <laughs> the, number number one, Michigan. Two, Washington. Three, Texas. Four, Alabama. Those are your teams. Who do you think is going to win this thing? Honestly, oh, God. Oh, it, this pains me. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> but right now, I if I had to pick right now without, you know, just first thought, not digging into the numbers and everything, I'd kind of lean toward Texas. Really? I think I think Michigan, I, I don't know, Michigan, they're, you know, look what happened last year. Um, the year before that, Georgia was just so much clearly just that much faster than them. And yeah. and now that I see those scores tightening up a little without, you know, the, the signals in front of them, there that dominance that was there, you know. Well, here, here's what I actually went down the schedule and said you could almost tell when it, when it happened. They played, you know, their three nobodies to start. Well, obviously, they're not going to scout their three nobodies. And they're not beating them that badly. They're winning like 31 to 6 over Ball State or scores like that. They're not, you know, and these were games where I thought would be 50 something to 10, even if, you know, without any of the nonsense going on. And then then Nebraska rolls in and, the, you know, they just blow us out of the water. And then they beat Minnesota like 52 10 and they're just destroying everybody. Then the scandal breaks. And I think Purdue 41 to 13 was kind of in the middle of that. And after that, it's like, okay, well, you had Penn State and Ohio State, but, you know, the last two years they've been beating Ohio State by three and four touchdowns, and then they beat them 24-17 and act like, well, see, it's all fine now. None of this, all this is going to go away. Right. <laughs> and, and they beat Penn State by as, exactly as much as Ohio State did almost. And then in the middle of that, they played Maryland and only beat them by a touchdown. And let's put it this way: if they if they were doing what they were doing, I think that that Iowa game would have been forty something to nothing, not twenty six to nothing. So you know, so I, we got- so I'm not that. So I'm just not that convinced they're the dominant number one team anymore. Uh, Pack with Washington is like, yeah, you've looked damn good, but the Pac ten's never really going to have me thinking that way until they do it on the big stage. So here's their chance; right. they're going to get their chance right away. It's not Oregon, I, though. What's that? Yeah, but Oregon. It's not Oregon too. this time. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's, yeah, it's, so it's and then you know, and Bama. It's you know, Bama to me hadn't been. They'd been. They went eleven and one. It's we expect more of Bama, but they. But same thing. They had close games. A lot of close games this year with teams they usually dominate. And guess what? The team that dominated them is in that playoff. And for that reason, right now, if I'm putting you know putting my hatreds aside. Uh, I'd say it's it would be Texas for me right now. What about you? Really? Yeah. Well, I would. I said early on in the season that I felt like Michigan was a team of destiny kind of thing. I thought they were, <laughs> you know, I just felt like they were crisp that they didn't yeah. have any holes in their team. And I think it would be funny if they won the whole damn thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, got everything vacated, which I know the Michigan fans are like, we didn't do nothing, but. Oh my God. John, real quick. I think that you're kind of in denial about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my son just texted me and said it, it, with the message, SEC, it just means more, and all the S's we've turned into dollar signs. <laughs> so, well, that, that's it. <laughs> so I did I did watch the I did watch the college football playoff selection show on ESPN. 
And I think it's Booger McFarland looked like he was going to get out of his chair and beat the shit out of everybody else in the room. And I think it's what? Joey Galloway was sitting next to him, tried to call. He, put, he did this stuff where he, he's still like trying to calm him down. Oh, and and I really man. wanted to watch Booger McFarland just reach out, you know, start tearing the heads off a of body. Oh, he could just something. start flinging him over his <laughs> shoulder. All right, no, no, let's go that back. Did he, so we got did he do that after they uh, after they announced Alabama. That's when he did that. Yes. Oh, yeah. perfect. Because he perfect. he was just you know. A little, he was a little worked up. It was kind of interesting. Okay, Michigan, Alabama. Uh, I think that you know, I'll pick Michigan in that game. And then Washington, Texas. I'm going to pick yeah. Washington. So, what are we saying? Michigan, Washington for a national title game, which means I'll probably be completely wrong. And uh, you know, the other teams will be in there. It'll yeah, be like Alabama, just, Texas. Alabama, te- does anybody want to see an Alabama, Texas rematch? No. Um, no. No. I, I think you're going to get no. Michigan, Texas. And here's the thing, man. It's like Washington, it's like the two games they got up for this year were Oregon and Oregon. And they look, they did not look good in between Oregon and Oregon. They were, they were jerking around with like not great teams. And so. Yeah, but the Pac 12 was pretty decent this year from top to bottom. I mean, maybe not uh, the bottom. But, yeah, you I know, know what I, I mean? I, I'm, I still. It, let's put it this way. You know, I don't think Texas is going to be favored by 17 or anything like that. I'm not saying they're dominant, but I yeah, I just like them better than Washington and and either Alabama. They've you know they've already shown how they stack up there, and uh, you know, <laughs> not to not to keep carping on this, but why not? Because they did it to themselves. Michigan doesn't look as tough without the other team's plays. It, yeah, that's make, true. And and people that act like that doesn't make a difference. And I get everyone from all the, all those lawyers, everybody from Michigan's a lawyer. So they, they've all legally figured out how it doesn't matter and whatever. But even there's people around the country kind of buying into that. Well, come on, you still have to go out and execute. Like, no, they have very, very good players. They're a very good team, which is what to me made things like 52 to 26 over Ohio State happen was I don't think that happens unless you have that that advantage, and that's a hell of an advantage. I mean, you know, I know I I heard from some Nebraskans. Well, remember the days of Aaron Taylor and those guys just going up, hey, we're running right through you. Here, it's, here's the play call, and we're coming right over you. It's like, well, yeah, if, if you know you outweigh the guy fifty pounds you know, along the line and can crush, if you're faster, bigger, stronger, and all that, then yeah, it doesn't make a difference. But when you're talking about two evenly matched teams going at it, then I think we've got some evidence here. It makes a difference. Anyway, what, what's All this right. one? LFG says on paper, Texas over Alabama in the national title game, but Alabama is playing better late season as Milroe has improved Auburn game aside. We have to enter into the record, the Auburn game. We yeah. had what was it, fourth and twenty-one. You rushed three. You had one guy acting as a spy, which he might as well <laughs> just laid down on the field because he was a non-fat. Literally, what? what just t- speaking about bag men in the SEC that have existed for years and the non-existent salary caps that were going on down there for years. Yeah. Before Nil came along, uh, did somebody pay Auburn to take a dive? What the hell? They. The, the two-man rush, yeah, they had the two-man rush with only one guy actually rushing, <laughs> and yeah. that was just something to see. Um, yeah. yeah, and here's the thing. Milrow is better, but last night, 
every time I was just joking, going every time uh, Nick Saban calls a pass, like another Georgia Angel sprouts its wings because they just they had that middle and they kept insisting on throwing. And at the end, they they only threw twenty three times, and I was going, they should throw about eight times like the Huskers in the nineties because the whatever that whatever they found the hole they found in Georgia and Georgia's run defense had been a problem all year, and then they and then you get Alabama, you know, some time to to study on that obviously exposed that's the issue that's where they you know they replace like the entire defensive lines starting in the nfl i think and uh that then that, that was and that was rough for him but it's like yeah milro ended up finishing was it 13 of 23 for 192 you know good game but compared yeah. to the compared to the early season fantastic and carson beck for georgia goes 21 of 29 for 243 just didn't find anybody in the end zone. And then the question now becomes, I think he completed close to 80% of his passes this year. So now it's, does he go pro? And, but yeah, Alabama, he, Milrow, yeah. What did he get benched twice or something like that? And they questioned doing that, but I think it's worked out for Bama. And yeah, they were, yeah. they were playing better than they were in like the early middle of the season. Now, is that enough to make it up on Texas? I don't, I don't think so. I thought Texas kind of whooped their ass. Travis Adair gave us a $2 super chat. Florida State beat Boston College 31 to 29 for your information. Didn't Boston College upset somebody? I don't know. I'm I'm about to look up the Florida the Florida State schedule because I I wanted to see what some of those other games were earlier. Well, they beat Clemson 31 to 24 in overtime. Yeah, Uh, beat beat LSU 41 to 3. Let's see. They beat yep. number 16, Duke, 38 to 20. Wake yep. Forest, 41 to 16. Pip, Pip. I mean, everybody gets one shitty game a year, but just tossed right. out. You know what I mean? And let me see. Because everybody just, has that. And just how bad, let's see, what, what was Boston College? They were, oh, that was just at the time. So let's see. One, one, two, and one, two, 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 three, 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 four, three, four, four, five, four, six, four. So, so they finished seven and five. So it's not like they barely beat not like they were, college. Not like they were Colorado or something. Right. And I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, God, oh. Can we have another half hour just to laugh there? No, just All kidding. Right. Um, I thought that they did. Well, Boston College beat Georgia Tech, who was also seven and five. But Georgia Tech played. Georgia only beat Georgia Tech 31-23. And so there's a, there's a little turnaround there. Yeah, it's so like. Oh no! Yeah, they got smoked by Miami, but yeah, it's not a great team. You know, the average team—they're going bowling, so I don't think it's that bad to catch one close. If, the, if there was a whole schedule full of that, okay. Oh, here we go. We're going to take this. Will be the last comment, and then we're going to go. LFG says, "So you 100%. know, I so you know, I hate the SEC. The fraudulent conference in twenty-three college football was the Big Ten, not the ACC or the PAC." Hundred percent. What do you think of that? What do you think so? Yes, absolutely. Why do you? you why had, do you think you had that one? Di- you had one division that was utter trash, and even in the good division, you had you know you had three teams that were ever top ten, and I don't think there was a, I don't think there was a team that sniffed the top ten. I mean, if Iowa was playing in the East, there's it's more like a six and six Iowa, not ten and two. I don't know. I, I I do agree. I thought the Big Ten was horribly overrated. Unless here's here's what'll be kind of the tell the story on that is when the four Pac-10 teams join next year, are they just going to run wild, start throwing forty some points on the Big Ten 
West teams that had horrible defense or horrible offenses, but you know, a few, few allegedly great defenses, or are we, are you going to see those point totals come way down against say Iowa or Nebraska, the, the scoring totals? I guess they don't play the two of them next year, but we get UCLA and, and USC over the next couple of years. That first USC game should tell us a lot. Is USC yeah. going to roll 45 on us, or, is, or are we going to lose that game? on a field goal. You know, you know these Pac-10 teams or Pac-12 teams are going to come in thinking we're going to run over this conference, and then they're going to run into the like sludge us. that is Iowa. They're yeah. just going to run. No, they're going to run into the sludge that is Iowa. And then They're suddenly down. the realization is going to sink in that, oh, dear God, what have we gotten ourselves into? Well, remember, we Northwest just- Northwestern okay. is going to drag them into rock fights constantly. And they're going to be going, what's going on? Why is yeah. this happening? Well, because it's already <laughs> happened. Remember, when we joined the conference, we'd finally changed our defense and offense around to, to play decent defense and score big in the Big 12 and thought, We're, look at these scores over here. We're just going to come in here and dominate this conference. And it's like a guy I played softball with who went to Wisconsin. He told me before, yo, you guys think you're going to do that. It's not going to happen. You're going to get the shit yeah. counted out of you because you're built for spread and, right. and binky dunks and all this. And, we're, and he goes, you just don't know this conference is a dogfight. And I'm like, ah, you know what? You're full of it. And I should have thought back to all those times Wisconsin would go out, be favored to get smacked by 10 in the Rose Bowl by somebody who's 11 and 1, averaging 45 points a game, and would just sit there throwing like Ron Dane and Monty Ball and all those guys at him and either lose a close one or, or, or pull it out. And, and these guys would just be like, what just happened? So, yeah, you, you make a fantastic point there because we've already been through it. Yeah. Travis Adair gives us another super chat and says, Hey, John, I hope Arkansas can play Nebraska in volleyball. Go Hogs. I honestly hope we meet up in baseball and baseball season is not that horribly yes. far away. Uh, we do follow baseball coordination. We report on baseball. We have baseball guys. We're big baseball people, uh, even though quite frankly, most of the big 10 isn't, uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother subject. We're not going to go into. I wanted to, I, I said we'd, we'd have one more comment, didn't I? And then we go, Teresa Greenbush says football should not be about money. I don't think it is right that the teams that lost by not that many points should have a right, a spot to be in the bowl. Well, the unfortunate thing, Teresa, is since the day, since it would began <laughs> in the 1890s, football has been about money. It's always been about money. We've clouded, we have taken that, and for decades, like a century, we put a facade around it about amateurism and people playing for the glory of the game. And the honest to God truth, it's always been about money. I, yeah. you know, I have a lot of history channel. I have a history videos. I'm going to be doing more history videos, uh, hardcore college football history. Go join that channel. I'll be putting more videos up there as we go. Uh, the fact, if I, I there's a story I'm looking for and I haven't found the the reference and I need to reference it, but the reference is that for like 1902 was the first Rose Bowl game. It wasn't called the Rose Bowl yet, but if I remember the story correctly, the person who had to haul away the money from the the game, the receipts, because keep in mind. Right. There's no credit cards. They had to haul away <laughs> coins. They had to hire oxen. You know, they had to have wagons pulled by oxen 
But they also had to have a crap ton of armed security to make sure that none of that stuff was robbed as they were leaving for the gate receipts. Maybe that wasn't 1902. Maybe it was a later bull. But I know that story's out there. And so money has always been a part of the sport. We've just really done well at, you know, grasping the romanticized part of college football. And I wonder if, you know, between nil and, uh, you know, the college football playoff expanding that we're, that romanticism is just going to get swept away. Okay. Funny thing is in 1902, think about how much of that would have been coin. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just the sheer weight of it itself. All right. That, oh, hold on. What do you say that real quick? I just wanted to add that I, I still remember for all the people that think like, yeah, it wasn't money or whatever. I think it was Art Donovan on in, in his book who said he played at Boston College and he just said it made him laugh his ass off when he heard about, you know, these players getting money under the table. Because he was saying, yeah, he goes, I get a grand every every uh, week or two that found, found its way under my door in an envelope. So, so don't it. He's like, yeah, take those romantic notions and junk them. As long as there's been college football and people filling up a stadium, there's been somebody making sure the players are taken care of beyond their scholarships. Okay. It's almost one o'clock and I need to go eat lunch because, you know, there you go. And we probably should, but we've gone over an hour and I probably too used to, I try to target these things for an hour because I'm old and I get worn out easily. And I can only take Andy with his damn Georgia hat for an hour. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, It was topical. (laughs) Okay. I was going to read, well, shit. No, we should go. We need to go. Because I'm getting exhausted, to be honest with <laughs> oh, you. Oh, he put all that People effort keep into coming it. in, and they make good points. But, you know, yeah. the problem is, is uh, I'll go off I, again. I can only do this for so long. Uh, all right. There you go. I We don't really have an outro for these ad hoc things. So all we really do is say goodbye. So goodbye, Andy. Goodbye, John. I'm sure we'll talk again in chat before the day's out. <laughs> yeah. It would be great coming up at three o'clock. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Thanks for the sport. Hit the like button on your way out.